This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. People don't want to hear what I'm about to say. They wish to hear about the joys of God's rewards to those that promise to love and follow Him. Many are even under the misconception that these rewards have already been given to them. Jesus Christ makes it very clear that no rewards will be given until His return. Matthew 16, 24-27 Then Jesus said to His disciples, If anyone desires to come after Me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow Me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father, with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. And then he will reward each according to his works. Paul writes basically the same thing to Timothy in the first letter to him. 1 Timothy six seventeen through 19 Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for a time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. This is one of the main reasons people, especially those that profess to being quote-unquote Christian, do not wish to hear what I am about to say. For this is a promise that was first given to the people of Israel, but since they live and behave in the same exact manner, it applies to them as well. This is one reason God led Daniel to write what is now the book of Daniel within the Old Testament of the Bible. It has been a while since I talked about this book within the Word of God, which is why I am discussing it now. The core purpose of the book of Daniel was to show all humanity that God keeps His promises. Many are rejoicing over what I have just said. Why? Because once again, they have all heard of God's love and rewards that come with it. God is also a God of judgment. 1 Peter 
chapter 4, verses 12 through 19. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that ye partake of God's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached in the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. On their part he is blasphemed, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this manner. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good, as to a faithful creator. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if he begins with us first, what will be the end for those who do not obey the gospel of God? This judgment upon the body is very visible if you take time to observe and listen. Many profess to being followers of Christ, yet they condone and support sins that are shown within the Bible will not be welcomed within the kingdom of God. These verses I just quoted from 1 Peter mention only a few. Those that are murderers, those that steal, those that commit acts of evil, and finally those that stick their noses into other people's business and gossip about it. However, there are other behaviors which again are pointed directly to those that profess to being followers of Christ as shown here. Ephesians 5, 1-5 Therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God of a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talk, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Fornication, all uncleanliness, covetousness, no filthiness, no foolish talk, no coarse joking, Yet many do not truly understand much that is said here, so let us dig deeper into the Word of God. Fornication is harlotry, including adultery and incest, whoredom, idolatry, pornography. In Greek, the word fornication is actually porneia, which is extramarital intercourse, cultic prostitution, intercourse outside marriage. A quote from the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament says this, 
the situation of Christians is indeed much more serious since they are at the end of the age. In the shameful vices of unnatural sex relations, which spread like a plague in the Greco-Roman world of the day, Paul sees the outworking of a severe judgment of God. It continues a short time later with this. As individuals are to steer clear of porneia, so it is the apostles' supreme concern to command the communities free of such sins, since tolerance of the offender makes the whole church guilty and constitutes an eschatological threat. Eschatological or eschatology means a branch of theology concerned with the final events in the history of the world or of humankind. Uncleanliness is impurity, be it physically or morally. Again, a deeper look at the theological dictionary of the New Testament. Young Christians regard the sexual immorality of the Hellenistic world as ungodly an expression of the natural of the unregenerated man whose actions is determined by commitment not to God, but to natural lust or desires. This is explained better in Galatians, Galatians 5, 16 through 21. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, that as I have also told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Covetousness is avarice, aggression, desire of advantage, greediness. But note the wording in the verse of Ephesians 5. Nor covetous man who is an idolater. Here is one of the times that the New Living Translation gets it right so let's look at that verse. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Filthiness is obscenities, indecency, baseness, shamefulness. Baseness is a lack of any honor or morals. Foolish talk is silly talk, buffoonery. Buffoonery is the behavior of a person who does silly things usually to make others people laugh. Jesting is ribaldry, witticism that is a vulgar sense. Ribaldry is language that refers to sex in a rude but humorous way. God is weeding out those that profess to being his children, however their behavior and actions say otherwise. I will turn to Jeremiah. Chapter 5, verses 21 through 31. Hear this now, O foolish people without understanding, who have eyes and see not, and who have ears and hear not. 
Do you not fear me, says the Lord? Will you not tremble at my presence, who have placed the sands as the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree that it cannot pass beyond it? And though its waves toss to and four, yet they cannot prevail. Though they roar, yet they cannot pass over it. But this people has a defiant and rebellious heart. They have revolted and departed. They do not say in their hearts, Let us now fear the Lord our God who gives rain, both the former and the latter, in its season. He reserves for us the appointed weeks of the harvest. Your iniquities have turned these things away, and your sins have withheld good from you. For among my people are found wicked people. They lie in wait as one who sets snares. They set traps. They catch men. As a cage is full of birds, so their houses are full of deceit. Therefore, they have become great and grown rich. They have grown fat. They are sleek. Yet they surpass the deeds of wicked. They do not plead the cause, the cause of the fatherless. Yet they prosper. And the right of the needy they do not defend. Shall I not punish them for these things, says the Lord? Shall I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? An astonishing and horrible thing has been committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own power, and the people love to have it so. But what will they do in the end? These words are not exclusive to the Jewish people any longer. For many that profess to being children through his Son, Jesus Christ, behave in the same manner. They see themselves as special, exempt. They look down upon others as lesser than they, and believe that nothing will happen to their salvation. This is how the Roman Christians thought and behaved, and this is what was said to them. Romans 2, 1-11 you may think that you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad, and you have no excuse. When you say they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourselves for you who judge others do these very same things. And we know that God in his justice will punish anyone who does such things. Since you judge others for doing these things, why do you think you can avoid God's judgment when you do the same thing? Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Don't you see that His kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and instead live lives of wickedness. There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil. 
for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. For God does not show favoritism. God is cleaning out the true house of God for the wedding feast that is near at hand. Christ is vomiting out those that believe they are perfect and right with God as they sit in their huge house with their multiple car garage, as they wear their fancy clothes to church and compliment each other on how beautiful they are, not grasping or even realizing they are no longer a part of the body of Christ. For many have approached them to repent and to turn from their self-absorbed waves and behavior, yet they will not hear until it is too late, and the wedding feast doors will be closed and locked. Matthew 25, 10-13 And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell his empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I